0: Welcome to episode 202 of Classroom Brew. And uh, I got to start by saying it's over. It's finally over. The school year's over by the time this episode comes out. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's over. The worst school year ever. It's finally over, even for CPS. And even though CPS is going with the shorter summer so they can minimize summer lag. Uh, some- yeah, summer lag. Summer uh, lack of retention for the students. Which they also want to just not start after Labor Day and then go until mid-June, late June, really. Probably to save money on their electricity bill because of the, the heat and all that bullshit. But even with all of that, the summer is starting and the football schedule for practices and things like that is gonna be much more manageable than previous years. So I'm really I'm I'm so excited. It's it's finally this shitty this shitty year. If you're also a teacher and you're listening, and this is a teacher podcast, where we have a few beers. In this case, I've got some rum, because we're going hard. You know, feel good about that. We're, we finally, at this point, I know my district is one of the ones that goes later, so unless you're doing summer school, it's finally over. You couldn't pay me enough to do summer school. <laughs> you really couldn't. Um, yeah. So that said, uh, we may or may not have the student series coming soon. Admittedly, by the time I'm recording this, I have not done those it might just be two episodes we'll see but those may be coming soon which will be a nice return to form because last year we only had the one which was IO but the previous years we we had the first year we did it we had like three or four then we had like six or seven or eight or so and that's like episodes that we did but we had some with two students at once so i'm hoping to get back to form with that so we will see how that goes and hopefully that'll be coming out pretty soon and uh, a cool update is that so so Adam, social studies Adam, who uh, I, hired, I hired two years ago, and he is doing a program where CPS will pay for his SPED endorsement and all he has to do, I mentioned, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, CPS pays for it. All he has to do is commit to the school in special ed for like three or four years or whatever it is. So we're not entirely losing him. He will be my co-teacher, which is kind of cool. He'll be my co-teacher next year for two of my co-taught classes, whatever those two will be. and. He'll have like, a, I think, civics for the, the special ed course. So pretty cool that uh, someone I brought in will be surrounding me. Maybe I'll have somebody other than rotating list of subs as a co-teacher because I have not had a stable co-teacher since my first year of teaching. It's always like somebody leaves or they shift roles and then somebody else has to take their spot, but then they can't do it because they're like, like two case managers at one point where my co-teacher, so that's pretty difficult to, you know, manage all of the IEPs and meetings and things like that and also co-teach so they don't show up or or they leave or shift the roles. And then, you know, I had like two permanent teachers at the school that were my co-teacher and then eventually it was like because of all the shifting around with that, that role of case manager, I just wound up with subs for like the third year in a row. And of course, we definitely had one year with a fucking crazy co-teacher that at one point I had to say, get this person the fuck out. But anyways, long story short, Peter, who's been on the podcast since the very beginning, as in Peter from episode two, Airdropped Porn. Peter's been working at the the Panhellenic something or other with a a scholarship society. I promise I know more. I've read his resume and all that stuff. But Peter went out for the position. He interviewed for it with me. Admittedly, I was probably way tougher on him because I know where he comes from. I know who he is. And I wanted to make sure I was being fair to everybody. And he went through all the paces and things like that we had for a bonus episode on Patreon. Maybe I'll talk about the process of, of doing hiring for a second time in two years. But uh, Peter's going to be working at the school. It is it is entirely contingent on social studies, Adam, finishing. But I'm really excited. He, he truly, he wowed myself as well as my principal and just stood out from everybody else. So maybe we'll get him on here again pretty soon. And that'll be cool. I've never worked with somebody that, I knew outside, you know what I mean, like a friend that you, you know, someone I went to grad school with and teacher prep program with, and now we're working at the same school. Well, next year we will be. So, really excited. Uh, pretty big news. Had to make sure it was official. Like, we did all the interviews. Well, the phone interviews I did for about a week and a half. Then the in-person interviews I did about six within two days, and it was terrible. I mentioned it last week. If you haven't checked out episode two hundred one, go check that out. And couldn't make it official because. My principal, just like last time, said, I want you to sleep on it, and I said, okay, I respect that, so we made the decision in our meeting on Friday, and I slept on it over the weekend, and finally on Monday, was able to let Peter know, and he accepted, so CPS, please do the onboarding soon. So I'm really excited about that, that's a cool update, you guys, if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, you know who Peter is, he's been on a few times, and if you haven't, I... I, Highly encourage you to go back to an original episode. I promise it'll probably sound a little bit different, but it's still going to be a good time. And it's going to be funny and all that good stuff. So, which reminds me, speaking of podcast housekeeping, the people have spoken. You guys let me know. I asked you guys on Instagram, which by the way, we had about 662 people. I say about, but then I give you an exact number. 662 people that viewed the story. And we got an official, I, I was asking people. Do you prefer the segment structure we've been doing lately or do you prefer it to be loosey-goosey? And 78% of people voted in favor of loosey-goosey with only 22% voting for the segment structure. So here's the good news. It is the summer and I was going to loosen things up anyway, hence why I was asking this question, but we'll still keep some of the segments. So we'll probably have to stick with our, our percentage breakdown. Let's just, we'll make it an even 75-25. We will still have the occasional segment, so commentary of the week will still be here and student frustrations and student questions and all those things will still be here. But we're going to loosen it up again. We're going to go back to some old school classroom brew and just be loosey-goosey. So the people have spoken and we have heard you. So thank you to those that responded. And um, yeah. By the way, do you know how to get people invested in a coach's clinic or, or a PD? Free taco truck. Yeah. Holy shit. Going to a coach's clinic on a day that I'm hybrid, or sorry, remote entirely, because our Wednesdays are entirely remote, no matter if someone's hybrid or not and stuff like that, and then it's 50% sacred, all that. And I had to go to this thing on the south side, way south side, like back where I used to live, and now I live on the way north side. So I wasn't happy about having to go. I also had a conflict with scheduling for another meeting that I had to go to, so I was kind of like, oh shit. But the clinic was great. And on top of it, they paid for the food, however many tacos you want, coaches, go for it. That's amazing. That's the best. Anytime there's a PD, well, one, do it remotely if you can But if you can't, for whatever reason, like a coach's clinic, for example, where you got to see stuff and be interactive and all that stuff, taco truck, taco truck. Oh my God. There used to be a PD series where it wasn't a taco truck, but they would always cater food for people. And then whenever I would go to the other PDs that they didn't cater food, I'd be like, "You fucking cheapskates. How about you pony up a little bit?" You know what I mean? It's nice, especially cuz the ones those PDs with the cheapskates that would lead them, well, one wasn't a fan of their PDs anyway. They were very boring. But two, there was nothing around. So if you didn't pack a lunch, you were screwed, or you had to order it 2 hours ahead of time and pay like $45 in fees, and as you know, teacher salary, it's not always going to work. So yeah, which reminds me, anytime I would always leave a social studies PD, like the day would be over finally or whatever, I would almost always instinctively have to shave for the next school day. Just so that, I, I'm already a walking cliche. I'm a social studies teacher. I'm also a coach uh, for most of the year. I'm a cliche, I get it. So A social studies teacher with a beard and they coach sports. Again, walking cliche. So there's always the desire. <laughs> there's always the desire to want to shave. Uh, after seeing that I am just one of many. We're a dime a dozen. We really are. Hopefully, Peter, you know, social studies, Adam, doesn't have a beard. So I guess Peter will be the X factor. We'll be for sure be the walking cliche department. But yeah. Oh, so by the way, oh, let's get a, we, we ran a fundraiser for the track program. And this is different than Goods for Greatness. This was a fundraiser, like a peer fundraiser where the students were the main drivers and there was this program that they were like, we're gonna help facilitate this for you and all you have to do is get the kids set up and we did all that and then it's all on them and then they do the rest and take it from there and drum roll please, we raised a total of $44 (laughs) for a month of fundraising. It was $55 but they take a fee so we got $44. (laughs) They're like, where do you want the check sent out? I was like, I don't know. Like, Can we just, will that cover the the postage for the thing? Is that going to cover it enough? I guess we'll do like McDonald's after practice or some shit for the whole team. Because $44, dude, $44. That's maybe socks for the whole team. Track is not, admittedly, it doesn't cost too much to fund track. Like sure, let's make sure everyone has shoes and you have uniforms. But once you have, that and the kids can always bring their own uniform or their own shoes basically once you have the uniforms get a, a shot put a discus whatever it may be maybe maybe some starting blocks that you could do without it because you know you don't have to have the starting. anyways it's not too expensive of a sport title nine gotta be fair to all sports and all that but $44 <laughs> dude $44 what am I going to do with it? I mean, granted, I'm not complaining because we did raise we did raise money. But I got to tell you, the, the precedent, that's not the right word, the standard that they had, they were like, we've never had less than, dude, they said we've never had less than $1,000 raised after fees. And after fees, we got $44. Dude, we're such groundbreaking. This is broad breaking school, <laughs> oh, and they complain about the uniforms and the shorts that are too short, and we were like, "We
1: can raise money for new shorts. No, we can't <laughs> forty four dollars for that
0: uh. Uh. oh, I'm sweating forty four dollars, oh. We did it, guys. We did it. I'm glad the fundraiser. At that point, when I saw that it wasn't going well, like, it would give me, like, weekly updates for the, the month-long fundraiser. <laughs> I was like, please just end it. Just for the love of God, end this shitty fundraiser that they didn't invest in. They're like, yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. And when, when my students say, I got you, I got you, it means they don't fucking got it. They're just, like, full of shit. <laughs> $44. Oh, I'll treat them to a... A lunch. Everyone gets half a Jimmy John's sandwich. That should cover it, right? $44. (laughs) Not including tip. I'll do that out of pocket, I guess. Yeah. Hey, fuck Android versus iPhone, by the way. You know what I want to know? Cottonelle versus Charmin. What are you wiping with? Let me know. Reach out. (laughs) Reach out at Classroom Brew or ClassroomBrew at gmail.com or Facebook.com slash ClassroomBrew and send me a message. We'd like to know. It's like ASMR version. We'd like to know what you're using at home. Charmin, is it Cottonelle? Those are the two main ones, right? Is it generic? Are you single ply? Are you you the shitty single ply that's like starchy paper that the schools pay for? Or are you double ply? Why doesn't puffs have their own toilet paper? You know what I mean? That seems like a big market they could go into. You know, going from nose to ass. I don't know. Let's jump into, uh, Our only real segment for this episode, and that is our comment hero of the week. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, what's going on is you failed fucking social studies, or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, Don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid.
1: Buddy, bud,
0: bud. Bud, 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 bud. 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 Hey, bud. Bud, bud, bud. Bud is our comment hero of the week. The article itself is from WBEZ, which is a Chicago radio station, I believe, but they do a bunch of stuff anyways. And uh, the article was, one in four CPS sub-requests went unfilled during in-person learning this spring which I can attest to. Now, in terms of any time I requested a sub, they, for the most part, were able to get coverage. But whenever, like a co-teacher situation, because I had rotating subs, uh, I would often just be like, eh, there's nobody. And it's fine. Like, I got two kids in person and uh, like one kid online <laughs> by the end of the year. So the, the basically, that's the gist of it. So Bud, Buddy Bud Boy, decides to go, so, you can complain about subs, but you don't open the schools. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. You. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. You. A little late to the party, bud. Because, bud. My guy. One, the school year's over, bud. But, bud. You ever you ever take a day off? When, when you take a day off, how much prep goes in? Let your boss know? Hm? Maybe you have some clients, you let them know? Hmm? Put a little. Out of office message on your email? Hmm? You know what it's like to take a day off as a teacher? All the teachers in their car right now or wherever they're listening, maybe they're at the gym, maybe they're walking or doing whatever. They're going, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It's more work to go in when you're feeling like shit than it is to prepare for a sub. Yeah? Like we got to get somebody to cover like a cashier would. Like it's not like, oh, I just got to drop the shift and then, you know, you got to make sure you get somebody. You got to write a plan and you never really can get it to be as comprehensive as you like because most subs they have a hard time reading more than one page in my district so you got to make it real simple and at this point even simpler because you got to include in the pdf you got to include the links to everything and the class schedule to everything and the name of every class so they know exactly what to do and where to click and they still don't figure it out by the way a little note to be like thank you so much and then like a little description of like they're not going to do shit, but here's what you can, you know, ask them to please do and the extra credit that I gave them a million times and all that. You know what I mean? You got to be very explicit. In a normal year, though, when it's not the pandemic, you really realize all the many things that you do that you don't realize you do because you're trying to give them like all the little nuances and things like that, like make sure they don't do this and make sure they get this and they can find the resources here and all this stuff and the hall pass and the, all that stuff. You realize a lot. But my guy, Well, one, school's been open. There's a thing called hybrid learning that we've been doing. If I hear hybrid learning one more fucking time, by the way, I can't wait to go back to in-person because I want to distinguish between virtual students and in-person students. The whole hybrid thing, I'm done with it. It's two jobs, I'm done with it. It's two jobs, I'm done with it. I said it a million times because it's two jobs, I'm done with it. But, bud, bud boy, buddy bud boy, bud boy. I don't know if you're being facetious, but I can't tell. It doesn't translate well in a comment section. But bud. Buddy Bud Boy, you, sir, are our comment hero of the week.
1: Nice job, woo! Yeah, Bud!
0: Bud did it. My neighbors are probably like, what the fuck's happening right now? So, by the way, who organized, we're talking about this hybrid, you know, in-person, all that stuff. Who organized the, the technology return system? They were like, kids can keep their laptops and we'll just replenish. And then they're like, like six months later, they were like, oh, we need them back. And the way they did it, was they, they basically set it up where they want all the kids to like do all their classes and things like that, right? I just did my pet peeve saying right question. You guys can't respond. I apologize. I did the right thing. You're not on my side yet. I haven't made a point yet. You're not on my side. I should I have to earn that. Anyone that does that, you see what I'm saying. Fix yourself. Fix your ways. Basically, they want them to, to show up to all their classes. So like final grades are due on Friday, but they want them to show up to class the following Monday and Tuesday. Why the fuck would they come? I have this issue every year. Grades are in. They can't do anything unless they've got a parent at home that's gonna force them to go to school or they got something cool to do, which I don't know if they do. Maybe there's something school-wide that I don't know about because of course they don't tell teachers or I just missed the email because that is very well possible. So if that's the case, it's on me. But technology return is gonna be Monday and Tuesday, but you expect them to still go to school on Monday and Tuesday. So basically, hey, kids, your grades are in. We didn't even keep track of who got the laptops, basically. So there might not be any student fees because we don't keep track of that, even though some teachers, they do keep track of the the textbooks that they use for their AP class. And then they say, hey, this kid didn't return it. They shouldn't walk. But then they walk at graduation anyway. (gasps) Um, But you want them to turn in their stuff. Let's say you want them to turn in on Monday. Monday's here. All right, kids, turn in your laptops. Okay, cool. Turn in the laptops, all that stuff. Cool. All right. Make sure you're in school tomorrow with what device? Are they going to attend school the following? Who organized this bullshit? Who was like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Let's add a barrier to entry just because we didn't budget for the technology issue. Because the district was like, you know, we got every kid a laptop. Yeah, because you took it from the carts. And you, sure, you gave a bunch to the schools and stuff. But like, what, what's the maintenance going to be like on that? I might not want some of these Chromebooks back. <laughs> Straight up, might not want them back. I don't know if they're going to work. I don't know if there's going to be a bunch of stickers with like, I don't know what stickers would be on there. Are they going to work? Does the the port still work? Is the screen still work? Are the keys sticky? I don't want to know why they're sticky. Do you? You at home right now. You have a Chromebook. I finally got a Chromebook card of my own last year. And by second semester with the, the pandemic, and then for sure by the start of the new school year, they were, it was empty. The whole cart's empty. They were like, yep, who went to your cart first? We gave away all the brand new ones first. The ones that we didn't give away are the old ones. Those are the ones we wanted to really save, just in case. And uh, yeah, do you want, I don't know, picture yourself at the start of the new year and you get your, you open your brand new Chromebook cart and you look in there and it just reeks of BO and sticky keys and broken screens and charging ports that don't work. And that one that like the Wi-Fi just doesn't want to stay connected to it. And that one poor kid that gets assigned to it, It's like, it's not working again. You're like, can you restart it? You're like, yeah, I can try that. And it doesn't actually fix it. But you just hope that it stalls enough and then maybe it works. Yeah, that's where we're at. Who organized that though? How do you expect them to do it? Like, what's the incentive to go first off? And then what's the incentive to go after you give away your technology, but you're a kid that works from home? <laughs> maybe it's an opportunity to meet some of these kids for the first time in person. I don't know. Anyway, I for sure, when I was driving to work, by the way, the day of graduation, I was driving down LSD, the bad LSD, Lakeshore Drive, and uh, I, Starbucks just slapped me in the face, you know? I look down at the, my, I usually get an iced Americano, I look down at it, and I got the egg bites too, because I was bougie that day, and they basically gave me milk. I, I, I say a light splash of almond milk. I don't even like Starbucks, but if I'm really in a pinch, it's on the way. It's easy. They got an app. I can order ahead. I probably got some stars from the last time. You know, I can, it's easy. It's convenient. It's right there. And I I light splash because I want it to be mostly black. Uh, What is it? I guess coffee. I mean, it's espresso, whatever. I want it to be mostly dark. This was basically just cream. They made cream out of almond milk. So, needless to say, I didn't wake up at all. What a slap in the face! But, but anyway, so it was it was drive through graduation, the second time around. <laughs> and uh, for context, last year there was a fight after the, <laughs> the event was over. Well, let's let's actually let's play a, a little clip from from uh, that episode. So this is this is one of the, a, a classic episode. It, it truly is drive through graduation which I've never seen in my life. One thing I will say about this cohort is that they were such a lively bunch. They really went out with a bang. Ceremony's over and like people are cleaning up. You know, we look across the street and parents are fighting, former students are fighting, and recent graduates are fighting. I know they want to go out with a bang, but everyone looked at me, by the way. Like they all looked at, well, not just me, but they looked at me and like a bunch of people like, aren't you going to break that up? That's across the street. I'm not going over to that. Those are parents those are full grown adult swings i'm going home after this i'm not breaking that up i'll watch hope that everybody's okay school year's over you break it up not me you 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 point no you me no so that was a a year ago that's wild man like if i as i look at this it was june 29th 2020 wow um but yes so there was no fight which was very nice uh, that's, a, that's a first. And some of the new teachers, by the way, were like, Oh, nice to meet you to the kids and, uh, you know, getting hugs from all of them and you know, masks on and stuff like that. And taking photos, it was a nice moment. Full disclosure, this was the group that I was like, yeah, once this group's done, I'll probably leave my school. But then I got more invested. So I'm still, still going to be there. But this was my cohort that last year's cohort was my first group of sophomores. And so I thought it would be a difficult one, but a lot of them were kind of, they, they went out with, they were wild. They were truly wild. But, uh, this cohort was the, the cohort I had with Embark. So I had them for three years in Embark and a lot of them, I had them in U.S. history. Actually, all of them I had in U.S. history. And then some of them I had in AP psychology as well. So I, I had a lot of them for a good portion of their high school career. They had, they had me a lot and it, it was, it was a nice, bittersweet moment because I'm obviously very proud of them. I'm going to miss them. Uh, it, it was really cool. So, uh, we were, we were hundred percent. We were like, cause there, it was also, it was during the day. There was a school day. Like this was at noon on a Friday and granted Friday attendance, you know, but like there was still school and there were still kids in person and granted they were like, well, you can go asynchronous. And it's like, all right, great. Grades are due. And I guess, you know, whatever, hopefully you're done with all your stuff at this point. But we're just picturing like, imagine like everyone's outside, including the students, but there's that one kid that like still went to his class and he's just sitting there in silence. Like, where's? Where's my teacher? Like they're just <laughs> sitting by themselves, you know, cut to everybody outside enjoying the thing. Um, but but the, reason I, the reason I bring it up, so we played the clip from last year and, you know, the, the funny things about, you know, some of the new teachers meeting the students for the first time in person or seeing for the first time in person and they're taller or shorter or whatever it may be than they expected based on their avatar. That's all we've seen all year and haven't heard any voices. We've just been talking to ourselves. We're the only voice we hear, and eventually we'll hear more because we've gone insane because we're teachers during a pandemic. Anyways, uh, there was a whole, like, the whole day before was a big, like, seniors coming in, ass-kissing season like you wouldn't believe. But 30 minutes before, I get called down for a kid that, like, is missing three classes and, like, missing 18 projects that he need to graduate, and they're like, well, they're here with their family, and they're ready to go, and they have their gown. Why do they have their gown at all? Like if, okay, fine. Let me, let's put it this way. If you want them to walk across or drive across, drive through the, whatever you call it now, fine. But give them like a provisional, you still have to earn the diploma. You can walk, but you got to do these summer classes to actually make it. Like I know the bar has been lowered so far. Like we've lowered the bar to like 25% effort and somehow kids are trying to negotiate, negotiate it down to like, well, what about 20? percent? Like it's 25% effort. We're doing everything we can, like the number of excused and dropped and 50% minimum and just insanity, what we've done. And granted, it's fucked up time, so I get it. Is it that big a deal? I don't know. Did they learn anything this year? I don't know. But why is it that I am? So for, for one student, they were missing like three projects or whatever and like four classes. Like four, like full year, the entire year of the two semesters for four different classes. And they come to me like, so they're missing a project, which is like one of like 18 things they need. Are you okay with them walking at graduation? Will you pass them through right now, right here, right now with the parent on the phone and the kid in the car with his whole family waiting to drive through graduation right now? Why is it coming? Why is it coming down to the the 30 minutes before the fucking ceremony? Why didn't you communicate that shit? And why am I the fucking bad guy in this case? You know, God, I hate that. And granted, once I said what I said, I was like, "Look, I've already done X, Y, and Z, and all that stuff." And it truly is above and beyond. And this is not this is not just one student, by the way. This was like three students, and they did at least support it finally. But it's like, why is it coming down to this? Also, just like I don't care, let them walk, but have them make up the credit later. So this isn't a traumatic event. But also. It's not just me. I'm not the only pro- like I am not the barrier to them entering their drive-through graduation. You know what the barrier is? 4 years of half-ass and then one fucked up year and you know they kind of, you know, did their own thing. Like it's not just me. Why am I the bad guy shuffle? Like I already I have my sophomores and juniors that I'm furiously trying to do makeups for the constitution. Some kids took like 3, 4, even for one kid 5 attempts to get it, which like I'm glad they got it. But like Ceremony was at 12, and at, like, 1225, I was still furiously entering in, like, all this stuff, and, you know, the deadline was coming up, and all this stuff, and then you want to pull me out to pass off the blame and make me the bad guy to the the parent and the kid? Hmm? Should have communicated way better, instead of this, like, last-minute thing, you know? Anyway, they let everybody walk, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, truly, I'm glad they did, I'm glad they got that moment, but just, like, it was... Like, I got to pull the, uh, like, do you want me to just pass them? Are you giving me an order to just pass them? Great. Send me an official email so there's a record of it. Hmm. I don't mean to sound like heartless or anything like that. Like, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances for like a few of our kids. But for some of them, I don't know. And granted, the I don't know is a big enough factor that it's like, all right, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. But if it's like 18 requirements, why are you bothering just me? How about you turn that little thing around? and turn to the student. Hmm? Why, why am I the bad guy to the parent? Huh? Did I, did I do this to you for four years? I've only known you for six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Schedule next year is going to be cool. I saw, so I mentioned Adam is going to likely be my co-teacher for two classes, which is kind of cool. I'll get to like, work with him more directly. And then uh, Peter's schedule and all that stuff. And I've noticed I have never had a fifth period class. I've also always had an eighth period, and then everything else in between. I usually have like a third and fourth, but like I've always had an eighth, and I've never had a fifth. Everything else has had some sort of, so I'm curious to see what happens. We'll see. I like a morning centered schedule, so that'll be exciting. So, anyway, Lucy goose episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. I mean, we're getting into the summer here, so it's going to be a little more loosey goosey with the occasional segment peppered in, but... I'm sweating. It's been a long day. Hopefully you were drinking along with this one. And, uh, you know, trying to find joy in this. Because if you're waiting for life to be easy to be happy, you're going to be waiting a long time to actually be happy. So let's, uh, instead of crying about it, let's laugh about it and joke about it. And by the way, if there's a moment when you're like, oh, man, he's being kind of like rude or like whatever it is. Like, this is all in good fun. Like, at the end of the day, like the SEL focus, it's all still there. But, just, you know, we're not acting. Just let's just be real let's just have a joke don't have, don't worry about like being perfect all that stuff just relax have a good time <laughs> anyway uh patreon.com slash classroom if you want to support the show or get some podcast merch or bonus episodes and bonus content all that good stuff thank you guys so much for listening that's awesome that you guys are checking this ep- or these uh, episodes out it's amazing we've been on for over three years and over 200 episodes uh, check out that student series that may or may not be coming up soon or maybe a Peter episode coming up soon. Who knows? And until next week, class dismissed.
1: Classroom group on Patreon. Coozies and coasters, shot glasses. Bonus content and voting power Fish Cromwell from Minnesota Has a thousand classrooms That shit is crazy but that's Minnesota Leo Sanchez got a lot of land He's been on the pod, it was really grand Teaching in person during COVID. Sabrina Blackman from Ohio teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He it on the gram. He's a real bad ass. James Viner, James Viner, that's fucking right. James Viner. Sandy Montoya from California. Lazy teacher podcast. That's a bad look. Definitely not lazy. Big time podcast man. Linda Bradley. Melinda Bradley, she's from Florida, wore PPE for her staff photo, that's Melinda, Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley, Classroom crew, check it out on Patreon.com.